We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet. Well, how are we doing, my friends? Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm CVV Chris Van Vliet. Thank you so much for being with us on this. A great conversation today. If you watch Big Brother, you know exactly who Derek Frazier is. Better known as Big D. He was the runner-up on season 23 of the show. He's wildly charismatic. He's hilarious. Such a great guy. Oh, and oh yeah. Oh yeah. Also the youngest son of legendary boxer Smokin' Joe Frazier. Give him a follow on Instagram if you don't already follow him. He's at the Derek Frazier. You can find me if you're looking for me at Chris Van Fleet. And if it's your first time here, first of all, welcome. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, please consider clicking subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, perhaps you could leave a rating or a review like this one from our fan of the week, Anna Thacker, who says 10 stars. That's a lot of stars. Apple Podcasts actually only allows five stars, but I appreciate the title, 10 stars. I love this show. I love the great content. Keep it up. Well, thank you, Anna. I appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read one on every episode. It's my way to say thanks for being on this journey with me. And just, you know, a little show of appreciation. I appreciate you being on this with me. So if you have Apple Podcasts, go in there. It takes, I don't know, 20, I always say 27 seconds. It takes 27-ish seconds to go in there, leave a few words, and I will shout you out on the show for free. If you happen to be listening on Spotify, they just added ratings on there. So if you could go in there, click the ratings, it'd be so awesome. I would appreciate that so much. All right, let's dive into this one. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Derek Frazier. Big D, what's going hey, on? Hey, how are you? That is the that is such a great nickname. Uh, you know what? It, it's funny because I used to. It was I. Big D was a name that I used to have when I was like younger, and it was like a part of my AOL screen name, which is <laughs> oh my gosh! If you're ready to hear it, it was Big D, aka Scorpio Seventeen at Hotmail.com. A whole that mess. is long. It's a long and it was a mess. So when I got into the Big Brother house and I was like, oh, there's another Derek. I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, I guess you guys can call me Big D. And I didn't think it was going to like be like an everyday thing. And it turned into something way more. 
I feel like there's more people that know you as Big D than know you as Derek. Yes, 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 that is true. Um, and I, I kind of, I love it. My friends are like, we are never going to call you that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I kind of separate my friends and then the fans because the fans only know me as Big D. They don't know who Derek F is or who Derek is. So I'm just like, okay. Big D, that's who I am. When you have a, a last name that's as famous as yours, yes. how do you step out of that shadow and become your own man? So being smoking Joe Frazier's son and being the youngest and the baby and the last of the legacy, it is a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, but growing up, I remember that I want to make a name for myself. My dad always knew I like entertaining. I get my sense of humor from him. I get my loudness from my mother. And when you put that together, you're going to have a, a good time, put it like that. Um, but, you know, I remember being like, dad, I really want to be on TV. And he would try to find ways for me to do like commercials or, um, you know, ways for me to like kind of learn the business. And I used to follow him in his footsteps. Um, but once I got older, I was like, I have to be on TV. So I did casting call one time. I did MTV made a lot of people don't know. Most embarrassing thing. I don't mean like, <laughs> what did you get made into? Try to take a guess. Oh, a boxer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got made into a boxer and it was just, I mean, I looked, I looked a hot ass mess. I'm going to tell you this now. I had like these dry, dusty jerry curls. I had a tongue ring at the time. I was a mess, 19 year old mess. Um, but I did that because it was my way of kind of branching out a little bit. But we're talking about MTV made here. It wasn't as like, big as it was going to be and i remember years passed after i did that and i was like i gotta find my niche and after my father passed away i was like i gotta find a way to make a name for myself so i've been literally from the ground up trying to work and then lo and behold after i lost my job i put in this random casting tape and i was like okay well i'm gonna try out for big brother now i have tried out for amazing race with my best friend and i that's still on my bucket list of dreams but i was like let me try out for big brother and then randomly i got the call and lo and behold there's big d for you on your screen and a star just happen overnight so. so how much has changed or how much instantly changed for you when you got on big brother oh my goodness um so <laughs> I, of course when you're on big brother you don't know what's happening at home yeah you're so kind of home, in like a vacuum like you, you don't have access to your phone right nothing not phone not you know uh you know talking to your family you know music Anything you need, like outlets that you're used to, you don't wow. have it anymore. Yeah. Um, so being at home, I mean, being in the Big Brother house, I remember being like, okay, I don't know what's happening at home. All I could do is play this game, talk to these cameras, lie, manipulate, and get my way to the end some type of way and work with people and just pray that everything at home is like still the same. Nothing has changed. But when I came home, I realized, whoa, this is a lot. Like there's people that are yelling at you, big D, oh my God, I love you. And then you got people, big D, fuck you. I hate you. You know, <laughs> like you got people all over. Um, but it was definitely a, a quick change. Um, but I think being smoking Joe Frazier's son and I think understanding how to deal with people and being in that limelight taught me how to hold myself as a man or hold myself, you know, um, 
to a high standard and knowing how to be presentable and how to approach people and how to yeah, deal yeah. with good people, bad people, everything. So I'm very happy that I had the father that I had. And also my mother, my mother's taught me so much. Um, but having those parents that I had in my life and especially my father definitely taught me how to deal with this lime life and also how to, how to host, how to entertain, you know, being on big brother taught me all that. What was the biggest thing you missed about being unplugged at the big brother house? Oh, okay. Um, I would say music, mm. you know, just like when you leave the house, you don't realize how many things that you sit there and go, whoa, I missed that. Like, like when you leave the house and you have these things back, like your phone, your, your music, your people, like me and you, like being able to interact yeah. is amazing because right. when you're in an environment, looking at the same people constantly and talking about the same things and trying to entertain, it is very draining um there's so many times that i'm like people like the house guests always said they were like big d thank god for big d because he entertained us every day i was like a tv okay <laughs> what you're gonna get today what y'all want soaps drama action comedy what you want from me today that's how <laughs> i was all the time but that was also a part of my gameplay you know social was my big gameplay which allowed people to not number one look at me as a threat but also why would you want to get rid of me yeah. and it's crazy of how many times that i should have been sitting on that block and i should have been sent home where no one ever did because they were just thinking about each other. And this cast was so super, super competitive that they never realized that a social game can also be competitive too. I, I imagine when you're on the game, you don't realize that there's some people watching that maybe aren't fans of you. Oh and then God. you get home and you're like, oh, wait, I thought everybody liked me. I really thought that I was doing so well, but I think because I'm from Philly, I'm so blunt and I'm such the type of person that just speaks my mind mm. and I have no filter. <laughs> I'm also a, a <laughs> black man, a gay black man at that. So it's like, we just say whatever, sure. in the, especially in the gay community. Um, that when you, when I got home, I remember being like, my roommates were kind of like, okay, we're going to talk to you on FaceTime, but we're going to wait till you get home because there's a lot we want to tell you. And some of the things that you would say as jokes or because people don't know you and they only know you through a, a TV screen, you, they automatically take that, run with it, and then you're like the worst person ever. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of shell-shocked to some of the things that people were upset about, some of the things that people were asking me to apologize about. There was, I, I just... I never expected. And I think because the camera's on 24 hours, seven days a week. I mean, baby, they're seeing me at my worst. At I'm like shaving my head. Someone's watching me changing my underwear. Someone's watching me. You know, there's so many times that you're literally people are watching you all the time and listening to every little thing, even if you're joking or you're angry or you're mad or sad. And it's crazy how when you come home, you go wow, like, I didn't think that anyone would be offended by what I said. I was only joking or, you know, people feel like a certain way because they're watching it from the outside, but they don't see everything, even though they're like, oh, the cameras are on all the time. Yeah. They're not always on all the time. So it was definitely um, 
an adjustment, I will say, but it was definitely an adjustment that I was happy that I had my friends because I have roommates that were able to help me to adjust. And then on top of that, I was happy that I had um, just the the town of Philly. And there's good fans out there. There's good and bad fans. Um, but the bad does outweigh the good. But when you find that those good people and those good fans, those are the people that you sit there and you go, okay, you yeah. know who Big D is. Let me yeah. give you my love. These are your people. These are my people. And I yeah. talk to everybody like if they're my friends. I don't talk to people like you're a fan. I give people the time or day. I don't care if the whole if there's 50 people. I try my best to make sure I give each and every single person love and care and yeah conversation because my father taught me that as a young man he always taught me i don't care if you're the bum on the street or i don't care if you're bill gates no matter what everybody is a human and everyone's a person and we're all the Mm -hmm. same you have to treat people with love and respect and give them that attention and that's what taught me how to hold myself like that so give us some insight here let's say i was about to go in the next season of big brother okay like three things that I should keep in mind. It might be ridiculous things like here's how you change your underwear. So the cameras don't catch it. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So my first thing would be make sure you have plenty of outfits. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Make sure you have, but not outfits for, um, for eliminations or, you know, uh, eviction nights, make sure you have outfits just to be able to sit around in the house. You know, those are things because you you never realize how many times that you sit back and you go, damn, I wish I didn't wear that shirt every other day. You know, there's so many little things that you go, damn, I hate that I had that on. Um, also, and once you've I was, worn a shirt, you don't want to wear it again, probably. But probably, not, I mean, like, I, I, I'm I a black type of person, which the, the, <laughs> the producers were just so tired of me wearing black all the time. But I was like, baby, I'm going to try to look as skinny as possible on TV wearing <laughs> black, okay? So I had black cutoff, black t-shirt, black tank top, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say just be prepared, a lot of clothes. Um, also, just remember that things that you would say with your friends and, you know, people at home, people that are watching might not understand. Mm. So you have to remember, be, be yourself, but remember like a joke that might be a dark joke to you and your friends. And maybe the person you're talking to in the big brother house might be a million people on the side. They're like, this is not funny to me. I don't right. find this funny. Okay. Um, and the other thing I would say take with you is make sure you're ready to have fun. You know, go in this knowing that, yes, there's money on the line, but remember to have fun and leave your mark so people remember you. And I think that I did that. Even if it's good or bad, I made sure to leave my mark so when people do see me, they know who I am. I'm still shocked when I go places and I can go out with the whole Big Brother cast and there's times that fans don't even see them. They only see Big D! That's all they say. So just remember to leave your mark and be yourself so those are three things i would say take with you yeah speaking of that like you getting recognized do you remember the first time you were with your dad and he was recognized wow that is a great question okay um chris i would say the first time that i remember getting recognized with my dad was probably on my way to school okay (laughs) you know as a parent 
your parents, no matter if they're famous or not, they yeah. still are parents. They do every normal thing that other parents do. So my dad took me to school one day and I remember being like, 30 minutes late because we got stopped at the gas station by all these people. And I was like, what are we doing? Is everything okay? You know, I'm a little boy. I don't know what's going on. And I remember him being like, you know, Hey, your, your father's famous. You might not understand now, but I'm very famous. And as growing up, my dad used to like watch you know fights with me. There was times that he like had old VH. Uh, VHS tapes that he had like that no one else has that would like show me the behind the scenes of like him and Ali like before the fights and he used to break things down and say like this was going on this was going mm. through my head and I never understood it and then of course me being a video game type of kid you know there used to be knockout kings I know that might be a little bit too old for some people but there was knockout kings that came out on like PlayStation and Xbox and uh, when they when they first came out and I remember playing as him and being like, I can't believe my dad's in a video game. Like what? <laughs> and I would play as him. And I remember there was a time that Ali actually the computer Ali beat me and my dad was pissed. Like he just cursed me out. But just I just remember just a swarm of people and my dad explaining how famous he was. And mm. He told me as I get older and as I'm around him, I'll understand it more. And then once like my friend's parents would freak out when they saw him and I'm like, what's going on? And um, as I learned, as I got older, it was just a beautiful thing just to understand why he's such a household name and why he's a legend. And I remember just, I always wanted to make him proud. I always wanted to be like, Hey, I want to keep my father's legacy alive, but I yeah. also want to make a name for myself and continue that. Did you ever think about that being in boxing, making a name for yourself in boxing? I, there was a point I was going to do it, but my dad was like, no, he did not allow me to do it. My dad wanted me to focus on going to school. He wanted me to focus on life. He didn't, because he saying, he, as he told me, being a boxer, you have to dedicate everything to boxing. That, do, that means, like, for example, there's no party life, there's no social life, there's no, like, you can't work a nine to five, that you literally eat, b- breathe, sleep, boxing every day. That means meditation, that means running, that means hitting, you know, going to the gym, ice bath, like, just so much, watching videos, learning your opponents. You know, he told me there was so much that goes into it, and that lifestyle, you know, it, you can get hurt. And my dad, being who he is, and he so overprotective and he loved me so much he was like i'm not letting you do it um because you know i as a young boy i used to do a couple amateur boxing matches when i was young and then you know learn being in the gym of course you learn how to fight i I used to train and work out and learn from everybody and learn from him um and i remember him just being like i can't have you in this lifestyle um but you know, at that time when, as I told you, when I did MTV Made, I was kind of like, I want to do it, I want to do it, and I did a little amateur boxing match and it went well. But it's not like I didn't know what I was doing. It was just I needed a lot of work because I was a big dude. So I was like, I need a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but it's something where, of course, I'm 30 years old, so I'm way too old now. There's no way I could just get into it now. But I mean, at any moment, if somebody wants to call me out and 
if I feel like they're worth my time because I am a legend's son, I'll give it to them. I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now is the perfect time for you to have a celebrity boxing match, which is like I think, all the I rage think right so. now. I think so. I wouldn't mind doing it. You know, right now I'm training in CrossFit every day, and I do have – um you know, it sucks. I said this the other day. I'm like, damn, I had my dad's gym in Philadelphia, literally right around the corner from me, but it's not a fucking gym. And I'm just like, damn, like that would be, I would love to have that now. It's just those little things that you kind of wish that you would appreciate when you were young. Yeah. I'm like, I remember like working out there and going there, but now that I'm like 30 and I love working out, I'm like, damn, I wish I had that. So, um, you know, I have a couple friends in the boxing industry that have gyms in Philadelphia, which if I took the time to say, okay, I'm going to do CrossFit in the morning, boxing in the evening, I could do that because I don't have a job right now. Yeah. And let me tell you something. The one thing about my dad is he was all about the money. He said, how do you spell love? That's what my dad used to say to me. I said, L-O-V-E, dad, you know? He goes, no, M-O-N-E-Y. That's how you spell love. And I used to say, yeah, if the money's right, I'm doing it. Don't get it twisted. I am definitely will get, you know, dust off these boxing gloves and get the training and do it. What are some of the other lessons that he's instilled in you that you still have with you now? You know, I definitely learned so much of how to be humble, how to be on your own, how to have respect for everyone. Um, you know, a lot of people, and I think it's hard now, people in the world are so, um, how can I say, disrespectful at times, or just don't care or don't have a heart or don't have love. And my dad, he has such a big heart. That's where I get it from. And he always taught me how to hold myself how to be myself, but also how to hold myself professionally and how to talk to people and how to address people. And those are things that I'm very thankful for um, because you don't have a lot of people in the world that instill that in their kids at a young age. You know, when I used to want to like get my ear pierced or have my pants swagging off my butt and things like that, when I was like, cool, my dad was like, no. That's not, that's not happening. You know, he taught me the Southern way, you know, how to be a gentleman, how to be respectful, how to hold myself, you know, accountable things that, um, you know, I wouldn't, some people don't learn, they learn now. So, um, I'm very happy that he taught me the things that, um, I needed to know at a young age. And those are things that are going to go with me forever, you know? Um, and then also just how to take care of people around you. Um, you know, because those are the people that are going to be with you for the rest of your life, family, friends, anyone that you care about, you know, to do that and make sure that you, hold on to those people because sometimes you never know your, your time can come where you close your eyes and you never know things. So he taught me so much about that and life lessons, of course, and how to work on a car and how to protect myself, you know, how to fight, you know, how to count my money, you know, things like that. He taught me. Um, and thank God that he sent me to military school when I was young. Cause that helped too. My mother made that decision. Actually, he went along with it. At first he was like, I don't want him to go. And then my mom was like, no, he's going. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm very thankful that I have the father and mother that I have to, to um that I have today because I wouldn't be the Derek that I am. 
it must be so interesting to you that he's left this huge indelible mark on your life and also on so many other people, you know, who never met him. Like he has impacted all of these strangers lives all around the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful to know how, how people like when they talk about my dad, I love hearing it. It's mm-hmm. always refreshing where I can go out or go to an event and I talk to people and they're just like, Oh my God, big D I loved you on big brother. And we talk about big brother and then they're like, I love your dad. I didn't, I, I'm was shocked to hear you were smoking Joe Frazier's son and, you know, talking about things that only people that are real fans would know, because I would know these things because of what my dad used to say and me understanding boxing and knowing, you know, his stats and his, you know, background and things like that. That's always refreshing. And then another thing, just teaching these young group of kids who my dad is, you know, um, I talk about him a lot on, I did like a segment, I think with, uh, my, my, um, my best friend on the, um, on the regular Degla show that I do on YouTube and then also podcast. Um, I did this and we were talking about our dads and we, he always cracks a joke about, Oh, my dad's famous. My dad's a car salesman. And then I'm like, yeah, my dad's no one. He's just a legend in boxing, but it's just great to, you know, always see these, kids that are young that watch big brother and then don't know who he is and then go look him up and they're like wait your dad beat muhammad ali you know there's so many cool things that i'm so thankful that i have this platform to be able to keep those young kids engaged and also keeping them understanding the history because some people don't know the history yeah what is your go-to story about your dad because i imagine everybody else's story is the ali fight (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, I would say my one go-to story is there was a time that I told my dad, I'm going to kick your ass. Yes. For real? Yes, I did. Are you crazy? (laughs) I remember being like, okay, I'm going to kick your ass. Sure. And he was like, all right. You say you're going to kick my ass, then we're going to go in the ring and see what you can do. And he got in the ring with me, and I remember just having my hands up, and I threw one punch, and the rest was history. He knocked me out and told my mom I fell down the stairs. I was out for, like, a whole day, and I'll never forget it. And I remember being like, okay. I see why they call it a level up. I see why people's jaws get broken. I see why this man is dangerous. And of course, like he didn't hit me with full force, but he hit me hard enough to like, to the point that I was like out for a day. Um, and so you would one, probably like, never try to fight your dad again. After no, that. no. There's three people I'm scared of in my life. And that is God himself, my, my father and my mother. That was the only three people I'm scared of. I ain't scared of nobody else or anything or any uh, uh, being or whatnot. That's the only three people. So I definitely learned my lesson. Definitely. What did. could have possibly angered you enough to think you could step into the ring with smoking Joe Frazier? I think my, I think I was just mad because I wanted something my dad didn't give to me and I was pissed. I was so angry. Yeah. I mean, I even so though he's your dad, he's still smoking Joe. Yeah. I was very, I was very upset, very annoyed. I was like, dad, why, why can I have this? And, Every time you talk to me, you never let me just live my life. Like, you know, when the kids go through the phase of, you never let me live my life, you know? So I think I was like, I wanted to hang out with so-and-so, and you wouldn't let me live my life. And I was just, you know, I was mad. And I was just like, I'll beat you up. 
you know, because I'm thinking my dad because he's older, and I'm like this youth, you know, youth teenager. You know, I'm 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 like as they say in the South, we're like as we say in the black community a lot. Oh, I'm smelling myself. You know, like it's a thing. Like I'm smelling myself now. I think I'm like hot shit. Like I could do whatever I want. You know, and uh, I learned my lesson real quick. <laughs> Real quick, real quick. So it was definitely uh, something as a memory. And of course, I remember all the times of, you know, going on car rides with my dad around Philadelphia, like seeing every inch of Philadelphia. There was not a part of Philadelphia my father never touched Mm. and taking me to New York and New Jersey and um, you know, all these events in Washington, D.C. and going to these like other amateur boxing matches. I remember like going to amateur boxing matches or boxing matches in general. And literally we would get there right before the boxing match and we would cause an hour delay because everyone's like, Joe Frazier's here. Oh, my God. I got to get a picture. I got to talk to someone. Like, I, it was insane. It was insane. Insane. I, I still now that now that we're like talking about it, I can literally see it. And remember those nights of driving in the white Cadillac, going around Philadelphia with my dad. It was just, it was just fantastic. Like between him and Rocky Balboa, who's, you know, fictional boxer from. Well, yeah, you know, we don't like to talk about Rocky, but I know some people do. <laughs> I mean, there's a statue of him, you know, it's. Of course, for a fictional, a fake character that's based off of who? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Based off of my father and a lot of people. You know, people that are from Philadelphia and know who Smoke Joe Frazier is, yeah. they know that Rocky is based off of Joe Frazier. Yeah. So, you know, it's good that people have that. You know, it's nice that we have a statue that people can come and see. But now my father has a statue. So I'm always like, go see the real fighter, of yeah. Smoke, you know, of Philadelphia yeah. and boxing. You know, you can go see the fictional character and stuff like that. But go see the real fighter of Philadelphia. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I saw that Floyd Mayweather paid for your father's funeral, which I think yes. would surprise a lot of people. Yes. Um, I don't think 
I know people, I, Floyd Mayweather is, he is great. You know, I was very thankful for that. He always, you know, repay, like, pays respect to the people in the game that been there since the beginning. Um, you know, of course, him getting into the whole, him and the UFC fighter and all that, that I didn't really understand that. Because I feel like Floyd has such a big name and such a, you know, he's made a name for himself. He's a household name and in the boxing industry that I wish that he would just keep it in the boxing world. Because right now in the boxing world, we're struggling. You know, um, a lot of people are into the UFC and, you know, now I think slap. Slap boxing is coming to yeah, Logan like Paul started that slap fighting. Yes, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a part owner too. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I'm just, yeah, like all these things are opening up and I get a little worried because I go, boxing is something that should be around forever, you know? And I feel like we don't have the names. I don't feel like we have the young youth names that will keep it going. So I'm hoping that people, and like I said, I know people are like, oh, hey, you get out there and do it. And I'm like, Hold on now, I'm 30. But you're right. Like Floyd is, you know, he has certainly more flight fights behind him than he has in front of him. Canelo is probably the same situation. It's interesting though that that some of the biggest names in boxing right now are Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Which is a fucking joke. (laughs) It's a it's a joke. Like definitely putting a lot of eyeballs on it. Yeah, those are I would love to I would love to fuck them up, to be honest. Like (laughs) Literally just like literally just demolish them because to me, it's just, it's a joke of itself. And on top of that, it's just like, I, I think the only reason that is, is because of social media, you know, social media and because of the youth, they don't really understand. It's like somebody can get on today and tomorrow and be like, I want to fight, you know, Floyd Weather, you know, Floyd Mayweather and, and mess him up. I want to fight Larry Holmes. I want to fight. You know, George yeah. Foreman, you know, like people want to just call out and then everyone's like, hey, get so-and-so. They want to fight you and let's do it. They don't have no experience. They got in the gym for a couple months and now they're going to get in the ring with someone who's put in a lot of work and time. So yeah. I just I just think that's crazy to me. And I understand money. I understand entertainment. I get that. But I like that old school boxing, that old school feel, because that's what keeps everything so where it should be like i like that you say hey i worked my way up to get here i I don't mind the celebrity boxing matches those are all good and fun you know people get paid it's for charity it's all good and fun but like a real boxing match on pay-per-view that people used to spend like 60 now 70 dollars 50 dollars like we it should be people that have put in the time and the work to do that, that have took the time to work from the bottom up and learning that from my father and seeing that that's the only thing I respect. I don't respect mm-hmm. anybody that's just like, um, you know, I do, it's, you know, social media, I trained for a few months and I had about three fights. So I'm going to get in the ring with a legend. I don't, I don't respect people like that. I think you got to work your way, work from the bottom on your way up. And that means you're going to have times that you're going to lose fights. You're going to win fights. Every, no one's perfect in the boxing in the boxing world. Even the legends have lost fights and won fights. So it's just like people like Jake and Lo- Logan to me will never get the respect, and that's coming from a Frazier. I don't care. Even, I don't like care. Calling him out is what it sounds right. like. 
if they ever if they ever are ready for if they ever want me to get in the ring with them absolutely but they're gonna have to put a lot of time because they're not they're fighting a legend son they're not just fighting each other or fighting someone off of tiktok they're I lucky they're know. lucky one of them are lucky they even got an opportunity to even meet with floyd mayweather that, that that's that was like that was nice that was floyd was doing charity for them that was nice that was very 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 nice i think uh, floyd made a lot of money off that but that's another that's what i'm saying that's another thing like when there's money involved m-o-n-e-y you know, right <laughs> right how do you spell love let's do it with love. <laughs> m-o-e-y right so it's like i don't know if i of course if someone calls me out for sure mm. i will entertain you i will train entertain you whatever you need me to do but just know i'm not dropping a hundred and something pounds to get in the ring with you you either gonna fight me like the big man i am or i don't know what to tell you because that's like <laughs> me saying oh i need you to lose a hundred and something pounds or i need you to gain a hundred and something pounds then so i don't know what you want me to do so you know and i come from the streets of philadelphia so you know, I got a mixture of the Frasier, but I got a mixture of the streets. I, I will I'll, I will hurt somebody if I need to. So where are your, I'm guessing it's not boxing right now, but where are your sights set? Now that you've come off of Big Brother 23, <sighs> what are you looking at? What are you looking for? I really do want to get back on TV. I'm hoping that I could do some of these competition shows. There's so many competition shows out here. You know, um, I would love to do. Oh my God, I can't believe I said it. <laughs> I would like to do Big Brother again, but yeah. I want to wait until All Stars, you know, because I feel like <laughs> I'm an All Star at this point. Um, Big D, but, of course. Right. So it's like, I want to do All Stars. If not, I'm, I would love to do MTV The Challenge. Um, I feel like there hasn't been a big guy on MTV The Challenge since Big Easy. And I feel like we need to get out of this stigma. Like we live in this world that unless you walk around with a six pack, that you're the only people that can compete. And I feel like that's not fair because that's not what America looks like. I know guys, I know like guys, me and other big guys that work out that can literally throw around 500, 500 plus deadlifts and stuff like that. It's not always about endurance. Sometimes it comes down to strength or yeah. mental puzzles, things like that, or social. So um, I'm hoping I get the opportunity to do the challenge. That's something I really want to do. It's always been a dream of mine since I was a kid. Um, or if not, I would like to do Amazing Race with my best friend um, that I do the regular Degler show with. Um I just want to be back in the entertainment world. If I can, I love hosting too. Anytime someone gives me a mic, oh baby, get ready for a good time. It's a wrap. Um, I just so people love, that are just listening to this though. How yes. how big are you? I mean, they call me Big D for a reason, so I'm gonna be delusional and say I'm very very big. But are you talking about big as in my head or big in? Oh no. Big? I don't, you know, I'm not saying you need to tell me your exact weight here, but like oh, I'm when about, you stand I'm next good, to a normal I'm, person like no, me, I'm, I'm about a good, I'm 5'11 and I'm 330 pounds. Big man. Yeah. So I'm a big guy. But when people look at me, they're like, you're 330 pounds. You don't look like it. And I'm like, thank you so much. You're like, I, I move like a cruiserweight. I'm like, I move quick though. I'm, I sprint, I run, I hit. 
Um, you know, I do like, I had a burpees workout today and, you know, I've, it's been, I think it's been three and a half weeks now, me getting back into the gym, getting myself together. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna get myself together in case anybody calls me and is like, we want you to do this competition show or things like that. Um, because I believe that you could be a big person, but you want to make sure you're a good looking big person. You're, you can hold yourself up. You got chest you look good you're like yeah i'm strong so um i would say like i was doing burpees today and it was like okay i'm moving i like two weeks ago first day after taking off like i took off like nine months of not working out i remember being like woo that day that week one kicked my ass in crossfit and now that i can feel myself moving again and sprinting and being able to like catch my breath real quick and go again and go yeah. again so I really would hope that I get the opportunity to do another competition show, either that being the challenge or MTV. I would love to do that. Um, or, you know, hosting gigs or any other reality shows. I think I'm more meant for reality TV because I love entertaining. I love yeah. making people laugh. Yeah. Um, if there ever is a celebrity boxing match and the money is right and I can train for it, I'll do it. Mm. I would look. I think there's nothing but opportunity in front of you, Big D. And it's just a matter of what happens in the next handful of months. I know. You and, and your agent to capitalize on that. I know. And it's hard because I'm in a don't know where type of. I feel like I could do, like, I wear multiple hats. I could do whatever. You want me to dance? I'll dance. You want me to sing? You want me to sing? I'll entertain. You want me to work out? I'll work out. Uh, you want me to, you know, look good, pose for facial creams, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. You know, um, I feel like I really do have that niche that a lot of people don't have. It comes natural. Yeah. It's not like fake or like, yeah, I mean, anybody that's looking at this right now is going, man, this man, this man's charisma is coming through the screen. Thank you. Thank you. And I, that's what I want people to do. When I talk to people, I'm so real and so like, right here with you yeah. that sometimes I think people are like, I think that's why America, I had half of America that loved me and half of America that didn't like me. Cause they were like, I don't care. Big D is very entertaining. And I love him. He brings a lot to the show. Yeah. Uh, and I think I broke a lot of barriers because there has never been a guy my size on reality TV as much. You don't really see that. You know, you really want like the the goops and the gimmicks and the, the people that look like, you know, they got thousand plastic surgeries for perfection. You know, that's what people see on TV all the time. And I'm just like, that's not what America looks like. Mm. And the fact that when I did it, there were so many fans and so many people out there. I remember going to the bar for the first time after Big Brother. I went up by myself because I was like, I love y'all, but I just stayed in the house with y'all for three and a half months. I need to go out by myself in LA and like for one night. And I went to the gay bar. I went with the bear community, which is like the big guys. And they all, I walked in and they all started clapping and I was shocked because there has, there's not a lot of guys or women that are plus size that get seen on TV as much. And it was refreshing for a lot of people to see somebody, even though, when it came to some of these physical challenges, I was like, 
Now, y'all know I'm not going to be able to do good at this. I don't know why y'all thought so. But there was times where there was challenges that were for me. And then there was times that challenges were not meant for me. Um, And I think that people were happy to see that. And I want to continue that. That's why I want to be a public figure, continue showing my face, continue entertaining, and continue breaking those barriers. And if that's me doing another competition show, great. If that's me doing a celebrity boxing match, not a problem. And I mean, anyone that want that gets in the ring with me they should be very thankful because i'm I'm excited for everything you have in front of you because <laughs> it's just going to be exciting watching this journey thank you so i'm hoping that i could get some more opportunities and whatnot and right now i've just been focused on um you know my brand that i do with my best friend which is the regular degular show on youtube um you know we just took like a month break off to focus on editing and doing some of our videos we came back from cali um and focusing on my fitness making sure you know i'm gonna be a big dude i gotta make sure i can move mm-hmm. so i've been doing a lot of sprint training interval training um you know lifting things like that that's the great thing about crossfit because i get everything I need in one workout and I go five times, uh, five, five days out the week. Um, and just trying to get ready in case someone literally calls me and it's like, Hey, we want you on this competition show. Or like you said, you know, one of the, somebody who the two jokesters, you know, actually want to give me the time or day or, somebody else want to give me the time or day that feels like they want to get in the ring and be able to say, Hey, I knocked out Joe Frazier's son, which is not going to happen. But, you know, just things like that, because that's a big deal to be able to say I got in the ring with Joe Frazier's son. Yeah. So regular regular show on YouTube. Where else can people find you? You can find me at the Derek Frazier on Instagram, the Derek Frazier on uh, Twitter. Um, If you want to send me money on Venmo, just let me know. You could DM me. Um, and then also on my TikTok and my YouTube, it is the regular degular show. Um, and you can't miss me because I mean, it's literally me and my twin who I call my twenties, just white <laughs> on the show. So yeah, come check me out guys. I'm entertaining. I do random IG lives right now. You'll see me every day talking about, um, you know, you'll see me every day talking about my fitness right now. So I've been posting a lot on that, trying to trying to take people with my journey. Right now, I'm in day 21, just trying to show people, hey, just every day do something. It's going to yeah. make you better. Um, and just also showing people that, hey, I'm a strong dude. Yeah. So you go, if you're going to come from me, I'm going to hit you hard. So, yeah. The question that I end every yeah. conversation with yes. is the same. I love gratitude. So I, I start and end every day saying out loud three things that I'm grateful for. So for you, Big D, what are yeah. three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Um, I'm grateful for my mother. Very thankful for my mother. My mother is my rock. She does everything for me. I don't know how I would live without her, um, even though she drives me at the wall at times. Um, but I'm very grateful for my mother. Um, I'm grateful that I could wake up every day. And that the fact that I can be able to see the world and the fact that I have a roof above my head, because I know there's people out there that don't have that. Um, And what else I would say? 
I would say that this is a good question, by the way. <laughs> you don't think this way all the time. This is good. Um, is it like this helps you to go, hey, I do have a lot of things in my life. Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm very grateful for just the support that I have. Mm. A, a lot of people don't have that type of support. And um, I'm grateful for that and the platform that I receive. The platform that I receive definitely um, is is like wonderful because a lot of people don't get this opportunity. A lot of people would love to have a platform where you have a bunch of people. There's always someone to talk to. You're never by yourself. Um, yeah. And people that want to like actually engage with you and support and things like that. So I'm very grateful for the platform that I receive um, coming off here and just the determination. I always tell people, don't ever give up on things that you want to do, no matter if you end up doing it by yourself or um, people don't have the same mindset as you just focus on what you want and what you want to do in life and the rest will come with it. So um, that's my little thing I'll leave with you. <laughs> that's a great way to end this. So big D, Derek Frazier. Thank you so much, man. This was great. Thank you so much for taking the opportunity to talk to me, little old me. (laughs) I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. There we go. Big thank you to Big D for joining us on this one. Of course, a big thank you to you. Without you, none of this is possible. Snap a screenshot. Let us know what stood out for you the most. Let us know that you were listening and tag us online so we can share it. Derek is at the Derek Frazier. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And if this is your first episode of Insight, I really hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed it enough to subscribe and also to dive into the back catalog of 334 other episodes. I will leave you with a quote from Derek's very famous father, Smokin' Joe, who said, champions aren't made in the ring. They are merely recognized there. What you cheat on in the early light of morning will show up in the ring under the bright lights. Whether you're a boxer or not, that applies to every aspect of life, right? How you do anything is how you do everything. If you want to cheat in practice, it's going to show in the game. Mm, So good. Be great. Be grateful. Have an amazing day. We will see you on the next one for some more insight. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.